Father God, we praise you and we thank you once again for your presence. As you are speaking to us, here we are, waiting upon you. Father, hide me behind your cross. Speak as you have spoken to me. Speak through me to your people today. Let your word be received as you want us to receive. Bless us. Bless each and every one of us. Help us to glorify you. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Once again, it's my privilege to stand before you to share God's word. Before that, I have to testify about God's goodness and mercy. As all of you as a church pray for my father. And uh, very briefly I will tell. And he was admitted in the hospital on emergency for a emergency surgery. He is about 97 years old. And doctors gave no hope. And they said it is a high risk in every level. But with the grace of God, God restored his life and he is back to his home and he is perfectly well. All glory to him. Thank you all of you who stood in the gap and uphold us and our family. From this morning, God has been speaking to us he speaks to us in a very mysterious way. And uh, I have no words to express it. How? And uh, that could be only experienced by you. The message comes to us from the same chapter, Exodus 33, verses from 12 to 23. The title of this message is, Where do we go without God's presence? Where do we go without God's presence? You know that there is a old saying, it was says, Those who do not know where they are going are sure that they are there. I don't know how do you understand it. Some people are still following the same. Whether it is right or wrong, that is not our part. But in one way, there is a truth in that statement. As a believers, especially, there must be a goal or a plan in our lives. Do you agree? Yes. That is why we have the Bible. Do we have the Bible? Can you lift up your Bible? Yes. It gives the guidelines to us by which we are to live our lives. There are certain areas of our Christian walk that are totally directed by commandments. The Great Commission is one of those. We are told to go and preach the gospel. 
the bible also tells us to love one another it is not a suggestion but it is a commandment so there are something we do because we can know without a doubt that we must on the other hand we are sheep sheep follow the gentle voice of the great shepherd the psalmist says that the lord is my shepherd he gives me everything i need he feeds me he leads me he shows me what is right and what is wrong he comforts me all that is required is we be followers as allow him to be a leader we should be ready to follow him and we also should accept the leadership of our lord if so everything is possible what the psalmist said it will comes to pass in our in our life a young woman wanted to go to your college but as she read the application her heart sank one question was asked are you a leader being the honest sort she answered no several weeks later she received a letter from the university that read upon receiving 1340 application from the student to attend this university and seeing that 1339 of them are leaders we find it only proper to accept at least one student who is a follower so that will have someone to lead you understand so the student all of them they filled yes actually student should learn not to lead so one lady or girl said no so this is how the christianity is today we all wanted to lead not to learn this church is a following the church following church or following the word our hope is that you are following with us we are not following any other churches or any other pastors or the preachers but christ alone and we follow the word of god and we know as it is coming how god speaks to and through us is we cannot explain that the leadership i we means the leadership you know from the beginning of this year and also how is we are leading see the word the promise what god has given the year we declared the calendar which was prepared and it was inspired through the pastor and put in organized in such a way 
for every one of us to go through and meditate the word because it is god who wants us it is not some people going through the word or following the word it is god's will and it's god's purpose for the whole church to read the word the guidelines to know how to proceed or continue our life you know our life is compared with as a journey our journey has to complete uh, com- continue so in this process there are three things we really need to do before we go anywhere that is we need to hear from god as we read the word you will hear from him and we must wait on god and we have to have an experience with god these are all the three things hear from him wait on him and have an experience with god that is what in this scripture let me read the scripture before we continue exodus 33 chapter 33 verses from 12 to 23 then moses said to the lord see you say to me bring up these people but you have not let me know whom you will send with me first question yes yet you have said i know you by name and you have also found grace in my sight now therefore i pray if i have found grace in your sight show me now your way second question show me now your way that i may know you that i may find grace in your sight and consider that this nation is your people and he said my presence will go with you and i will give you rest then he said to him if your presence does not go with us do not bring us up from here for how then it be known that your people and i have found grace in your sight except you go with us so we shall be separate your people and i from all the people who are upon the face of the earth so the law said to moses i will also do this thing that you have spoken for you have found grace in my sight and i know you by name and he said please show me your glory then he said i will make all my goodness pass before you verse 19 I will make all my goodness pass before you and I will proclaim the name of the Lord before you I will be gracious to whom I will be gracious and I will have compassion on whom I have compassion but he said you cannot see my face for no man shall see me and and live and the Lord said here is a place by me and you shall stand on the rock so it shall be while my glory passes by that i will put you in the cliff of the rock 
and I will cover you with my hand while I pass by. Then I will take away my hand and you shall see my back, but my face shall not be seen. In this scripture, as I said, the first thing before we go anywhere, before we proceed anything, we must hear from God. That is the scripture says as from 12 to 14. Verse 12, Moses said once again, You say to me, bring these people. God gave Moses a specific work to do. You bring these people. You see, when God calls you to specific work, he will give you details. Nobody understood this better than than Apostle Paul as we read in Galatians chapter 1, 15 to 16. Galatians chapter 1, 15 to 16. He wrote, But when it pleased God, who separated me from my mother's womb and called me into his grace, to reveal his son in me, that I might preach him among the Gentiles. When the Lord called Paul, he gave him a specific work to do. That is, not just to preach, but to preach among the Gentiles. Dear children of God, once God has shown you a specific, he will get even more specific to you. Once you accepted and obey and started, he will give subsequently the specific thing what to follow. Another example in Acts chapter 8. Philip had left Jerusalem and began preaching in Samaria. Look what began to happen. Acts chapter 8 verses 6 to 8. Acts chapter 8 verse 6 to 8. And the multitudes with one accord heeded the things spoken by Philip, hearing and seeing miracles which he did for unclean spirit, crying with a loud voice, came out of many who were possessed and many who were paralyzed and the lame were healed. And there was a great joy in, in that city. Philip was in the will of God. He was right where he was supposed to be. He listened the specifics and cast out demons and healed the lame. Now watch what happened after Philip had preached the city. Verse 26 says, now, an angel of the Lord spoke to Philip, saying, Arise, and go toward the south along the road which goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. If we wait to hear from the Lord, he will give us detailed instruction on how to minister to this town. Now, once again, back to Moses. God had called Moses to bring the people out of Egypt. Is it not God who called him? He was chosen. God said, I know you by your name. 
and I called, this is not each and every one of our portion, we believe it. Is it not your, your portion? Yes, indeed, everyone we claims, we pray, and we acknowledge, and we say that, I, God knows me by name. If it is anyone who is not believing that statement, you can put your hands up. Because the Bible says that God knows you even before you are formed in the mothers in your mother's home. So it is He who named us. It is not by the parents. Even though physically or in the worldly, they were gave us the name. It is God who calls us. God who not only knows us by our name, God knows each and every one of us by our heart. Hello. God knows you by your heart. What does it mean? God knows you. What is your thinking now? What is in your heart? If God, Bible says, if from far he knows the deep down of your heart. We cannot hide before him. That is why he is God. He is the living God. He is the great God. And he is the only God. So dear children, God had called Moses to bring his people out of Egypt. He made a covenant with him. It is not simply called him. They were his people. They were to worship him and him alone. God gives Moses detailed plans for the wilderness tabernacle and the worship. One step at a time. Why is that? Because they sin against him, God, in, the, in the beginning, the, the, the 33 starts like that. The Lord said to Moses, depart and go from here, you and the people whom you have brought out the land of Egypt, to the land of which I swore to Abraham, Isaac and Jacob, saying, to your descendants I will give it. See how God turned it? They are his people. Because they sin against him, God said they are your people. Moses' people. Is it right? Hello? It is in your Bible. Open your Bible and see the first word. The Lord said to Moses, Depart and go up from here. You and the people whom you have brought out. It is not Moses who brought out. It is God himself has brought them out. God used Moses. Who brought the Israelites from Egypt? But here God says, you brought it out. That is why the message is here, the second portion of it. First he showed us the big picture. If he shows us a big picture, what will happen? It would overwhelm us so much. We would run away. That is Jonah. Secondly, if he showed us 
he would not have understand it anyhow. Thirdly, if he reveals to us his plan for our lives and our purposes as we need to see it, he asks in verse 13, Show me now your way that I may know you and that I may find grace in your sight. That is the response of the leader, the Moses, what he has said. Show me your way. Who will do the work? It is God alone. Remember that Moses had a speech obstruction. You know, he cannot speech well, speak well. Though he was chosen. Exodus 4.10 says, Slow of speech or slow in his tongue, but God has chosen him. But God has given him Aaron, Joshua and Caleb. So, and plenty of help God had given him. Let's go to the one more step further. Have I not commanded you, he told to Joshua, be strong and good of courage, good courage, do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. You see, after we know the work and who is going to help, we still must understand that is God's power that accomplishes the work. If we try to our own strength, we will not have a great success. Anything, in anything, whether in your personal life or your family or in your working place, if you try with your own, you will not be succeeded. It is only who has chosen you whom he belongs to as to do it. That is our God. God sent Paul and Barnabas out together. But it was the power of God working through them that accomplished such a great work through them. Secondly, how will the work get done? It is only by the power power of the Holy Spirit. The same power which was working through God's people. Show me your way, verse 13 he said, not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord, Lord of hosts. I want you to pay close attention to what Moses does in verse 13. And consider that this nation is your people. Even though God said that you and your people, he said they are you, this nation is your people. He remains God of his covenant that he made with Israel. Here Moses is relying on the word of God. It is so evident. He is saying, look Lord, you have called us to your good work. You have given us people to work. Now make a way for it to happen. If this is people of the covenant, then give us the power to accomplish all that you ask. Verse 14 says, My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. 
my presence will go with you you know in the beginning the lord said verse 2 he said to moses i will send my angel before you and i will dry out the canaanites and all others what he said then he was continuing so see the turning point he said i will not come i will send the angels before you but moses doesn't like it no let us see what is going to happen secondly the first one is what is the first what is the first thing we should know we should hear from god whatever we wanted to do before we proceed we should learn to hear from him secondly before we act we should wait on god we should wait on god let us see how how powerful it is to wait upon the lord verse 15 to 17 if god is not moving stay at the same spot if your presence that does not go with us do not bring us out from here he was very straight forward and strong in his statement if your presence is not go before us do not move us from here see the what statement it is for us as a believers when we pray for something of course it is it, it is always expected and encouraged to wait upon the lord to see where god opens if we see something else a small thing okay okay this must must be it this must be the god's doing this must be the god's opening immediately enter in we never wait because we are very impatient we always expect instant answers that is why we fail then we struggle but here waiting upon the lord is most of he said if your presence is not go before us do not move us from here moses exhibits exhibits a great humility here he knows that if god is not going they better not try timings as always perfect uh, uh, anything on their own what a wonderful comfort it is david wrote Psalm 68 1 and 2 Let God arise let his enemies be scattered let those who hate him flee before him as smoke is driven away so drive them away as wax melts before the fire so let the wicked perish at the presence of God Isaiah 52 verse 12 for you shall not go out with haste nor by flight for the lord will go before you and the god of israel will be your rare god he will go before you and he will behind you to guard you 
as long as we see God's face on anything we do, and then don't move until we get the say so, we cannot be defeated in our life. Even in Acts 16, 6 to 10, if you go through it, Paul, Silas, and Timothy thought that they had a good plan. They thought they should go to Asia, but they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit. Then they tried to go to Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. What is wrong in it? The Great Commission says, what it says? No comment. Go into the world. In Mark 16, 15, he said to them, go into the world and preach the gospel to every creature. So what is wrong in going to Asia and other places? But the Holy Spirit stopped them. Why the Holy Spirit did not permit them, you know? Because one thing. They would have been going there with their own power. Secondly, maybe without God's presence. But when Paul saw your vision, what? Vision. Say vision. Vision. God has given us a vision. The church has a vision. So always I compare ourselves with the church. So without you, the church is not complete. Whatever we... You are not accepting. Whatever we speak about the church, we speak about you. Mm -hmm. That means you do not understand what is the church means it. I am not boasting about the church. But I am thanking God for the church. We should be proud of being a part of the church as a members of the church. Why? For one reason. God is the head. Word of God is the foundation. That's it. God leads us. You have seen from the beginning how God led us. With us came scripture. God is speaking to us. And also not only today, it is on our everyday exercise. Leadership knows it. That's why whatever God speaks to us and led us to, we speak unto you. This is not only to us, it is unto us. So, whatever, so, so we should have a vision for ourselves. So, Paul had a vision in that night a man of Macedonia, they followed the Holy Spirit in the Europe for the first time and the victory was theirs. Say Amen. amen. Always I used to say, be attentive, be attentive. If it is your portion too, you are too excited, you can jump from your seat if it is of you, if it is by you, for you. Anyhow, Although there is no record of the exact number of left in Egypt in the Exodus, the military census taken 
the number of men 20 years of age and the older who could serve the army as 603,550. That is, Exodus 38:26 says. From that number, the total Israelite population of that time has been estimated approximately 2 to 3 million. Even at that, Moses was concerned, Exodus 33:15. then he said to him, If your presence does not go with us, do not bring us from here. It was not enough. They likely had an army of 6 million, that is 600,000 men. This was a group of people. You should have thought of, it's a big army. He can go. But he said, no. Without your presence, I will not proceed from here. Because of the time I have to rush up. The Lord carries out his promises always. The covenant that God made with the patriarch Abraham involved blessings, possessions of the land that God would show him and the promise that through Abraham's lineage all the families of the earth would be blessed. The Israelites were about to receive part of the promise the land of Canaan. Why? Because God had promised. Whatever God promised to you personally, as a family, as a church, God will definitely fulfill it. Amen. That is His word. His promises, yes and amen. amen. When Moses stand on God's word, look what happens. So the Lord said to Moses, I will also do these things which you have spoken, for you have found grace in my sight, and I know you by name. I know you by name. God promised Abraham the land which Israelites is about to possess. He promised that through Abraham all the families would be blessed. That is what Jesus did. Because we know that God goes before us, we can. Like Moses, Abraham, stand on his word. Being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was also able to perform in our lives as well. Thirdly, before we expect anything, we must experience God. Before we expect anything, we must experience God. We must have a desire for God. Moses wanted to experience God in a profound way. He wanted to see His glory. Later in the chapter 34, we see that it is exactly what has happened Moses was physically changed. His face reflected God's glory. And it was, it was shining. And when Moses would go to the tent of meeting to meet with the Lord, his face would shine. How many of us had that kind of experiences in our life? 
just as Moses was changed by being God's presence, we are being changed by the Holy Spirit dwelling in us. But we must have the desire also. It does not just happen, we must want to experience God more intimately every day. Just as a testimony, I could say it. Yes, indeed I had it. And I have it. And there was a testimony about how God changes my life and how God made it. God reminded the same scripture when I had an encounter with him. That made people to ask me. That made me to ask a people to differentiate. How do you make the person is a believer or not? How do you make difference between the one who was led by the Spirit or not? It is possible. Why the Holy Spirit of God is in us? We should make the difference in the place of the people. Unless you have the experience or add the difference in you, you cannot make someone to make a difference in you. Or you cannot make a difference in that person. Whoever was led by the Holy Spirit, definitely there will be a change. Once I, once in the very beginning when I came here, I asked, I am not mentioning the name, I asked one person who is not here, are you saved? He said, what do you mean? I said, how do you, uh, why you ask this question? Just I ask it. Because that question, if anybody asks me, I never hear, uh, see the person again, no, second time. I hate these people because no one knows. I, I, I don't like it. But which I don't like it, I ask someone. But that person surprisingly asked me, why you ask this question? How, how it look, what do you think about it? I said, you should be a saved person. He asked me, what is the reason? How do you make it? I gave the reason. But one of the reasons is, by your face I can make out. Because the real joy is in you. The word, what do you speak? What you are praying? That makes, that alone not. But the internal changes make the reflection outside. If you have an internal change in your life by the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit lives in you, definitely you will make it out externally changes in you. People could make out. The joy of the Lord is my strength. If the joy of the Lord is your strength, Say amen to that. Amen. I think this is the one of the most beautiful statements in the whole Bible, verse 21. Here is a place by me, and you shall stand on the rock. If you want to see me, come and stand on the rock. If you have seen him, you have been seen me. If you have known him, you know me. Jesus said it. To his disciples, John 14, 7. See how God made Moses. You stand here. I will come behind. It is very, very, very clear. I will close your eyes. So he is not telling you close your eyes until I move. No. Particular way. This is my place. You stand here. I will pass by. 
Why you cannot see? Those who have seen him, he will never live. God wants him to live. So he said, I will pass by. I will close your eyes. After I move, you can see my back. How God answered? His presence is most important. His presence is most important in our life. Not for a time, it is for a whole life. In every moment, whatever you do, say that the presence of God is in you and with you. That is why time and again, week after week, we say that when we worship, we are worshipping the living God. So, we should sense the presence of God. If he is not in you, you cannot sense it. He should be first of all in your life. You should accept him. You should allow him to direct you. Then only you can sense his presence is there. That's why from the beginning what God said, when the, 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 the glory of God covered the tent. You know when you about the tent, what has happened? When they were in the camp, God was not ascending, descending. Because they were sinful people. They sinned against him. So what Moses did it, he removed the tent far from the camp, outside the camp. There he went to meet with the Lord. That tent, tabernacle is called the meeting of the Lord. There God descended from heaven. And the people from far, from their camp, watching over and how the glory of the God was there. Immediately they trembled, they bowed down the worship. That is why when we give your quality worship, definitely God will speak. It is not only in the church, even in your personal life. When you learn to sense if your heart is prepared for the presence of God, when you have the desire in your heart, definitely God will answer you. God will answer you. God will reveal himself to you. So what we are doing things and taking things granted is not the right thing. We should be sure of. That's why time and again I used to say from here, I mean what I say. It is my repeated word. So unless I experience it, I cannot have the boldness and the courage to tell you that. That's why before we proceed, we should have the experience of God. So once again I repeat it. Before we go anywhere or do anything, we must hear from God. Secondly, before we act, we should wait on God. Thirdly, before we expect anything, we must experience God. Hear from God, wait upon the Lord, and experience God. Definitely, God will bless us. So we should move in the right direction. That direction should be a new and a fresh experience with God every time we come together. Continue to seek Him. Continue to wait for Him. Continue to hear from Him. He is faithful God. And he has this church and he has you covered by his hand. Rest in him. Be changed from glory to glory. 
as we are waiting to see the glory of God. The glorious God is going to come. So whatever we do, whatever the time God has given to us on this earth, it is only to prepare ourselves to meet the Lord. That is the greatest hope. That should be the greatest desire of each and every one of us. Close our eyes. Dear Father, we thank you once again for your presence. Thank you, Lord, for your people. Thank you, Lord, for speaking to us through your word. Let your word remain in our heart. None of us will leave this place as we are entered. Definitely we live with your presence. Let your presence continually guide us throughout our life. Keep us as a living testimony in this world. Let the world see Christ in our life through our fruit. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Now it's a time for us to go to the Lord's table. Once again the exhortation from us is from 1st Corinthians chapter 11 from verse 23 onwards. For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread and when he had given thanks he broke it and said take eat this is my body which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same manner he also took the cup after supper saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in the in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drink this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and the blood of the Lord. But let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of this cup. For he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner, eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you, and many sleep. For if you would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chosen by the Lord, that we may be condemned with our, we may not be condemned with the world. So as a reminder, as we come to the Lord's table, this is the ordinance of the New Testament churches and it is a commandment for the churches and it is not as an optional. And one of the things we should know, it is a memorial. What does it memorial? We eat the bread in the memory of his body, the body of Jesus Christ. We drink the cup, the fruit of the wine, the memory of his blood, that is blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Secondly, it is a communion. Communion in the sense fellowship or sharing the blood of Christ together. As we partake, we commune with the blood of Christ. As we partake, we commune with the body of Christ, the church. And perhaps in the sense of the 
enforce fellowship together in the body of Christ, that is the church. Thirdly, it is a proclamation. It is a proclamation of our faith, the efficiency of the Lord's death. And also, that his death was indeed for our sins. We also proclaim our faith of the Lord Jesus' return. And it is not only for now, till he comes. So how do we observe it? The observation is, you should be done with reverence. Not casual, and it is not automated. You are not forced to, but at the same time, you come with reverence. Failure to observe with the proper reverence bring condemnation. That's what the scripture says. Secondly, it has to be done with a self-examination. Repeatedly it was encouraged. We have to, you have to examine yourself. Thirdly, it has to be done with the other, other believers, that is together, the bread and the, as a body, and also we come together to take part in that. And this has to be done as often as possible, even though it is encouraged, it is our privilege to have this monthly once, and we should have much time to prepare ourselves to come. It is not making ourselves just to come and have it, we should prepare in our hearts. Yes, I am worthy to take part in this. So, as an obedience and also taking fellowship with the Lord and with the church. Let's close our eyes. Gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for the privilege. Thank you for the table which you prepared for us. We are blessed to be in your house and also to take part in this table along with you as we coming together. Bless the bread and the wine. Lord, sanctify it. And as we are going to take part, Lord, let the blessings import in our lives. And Lord, when we take it, definitely we will come with reverence and also we acknowledge that you died for our sins and you carried all our sins and you have forgiven us and you are going to come. We will Proclaim this truth to the world until as long as we live on this earth. Thank you once again for this day and this table. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Dear children of God, as the time is going short, and please cooperate with ushers as they are going to help you to guide you. Thank you.
For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Verse 34 say, Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And 35, And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never be hunger. Today, and he who believes in me shall never test it. Today, you have partake in the Holy Communion. You have partake in the bread of life. And that is Jesus Christ that has come to sacrifice his life for us. And you will never go hungry again in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. You will never be tested again in Jesus' name. Amen. But times and conditions apply. You need to seek his presence in your life. You need to seek his face. Whatever you want to do, you have heard about it today, that you should always seek his presence. In that same John, he added in verse 54 to 56 that his body is the food and his blood is the drink. Whoever ate his body and drink his blood abide in him and he will do so with us as well in Jesus' name. Amen. So by receiving this, you are receiving the spiritual fuel that will propel you forward to always seek his presence. And when you seek his presence, you need to get away with all distraction. Brethren, what are those things that are distracting you? What are those things that are misguiding you? What are those things that are leading you astray? You need to do away with them. By doing this, God Almighty will continue to strengthen you spiritually and physically in the mighty name of Jesus. Let us bow our head down as we are sitting down. Lord, I partake in your communion today. Give me that your Holy Spirit that will guide me to always seek your presence. That will always allow me to go in your path. That will always allow me to consult you before I take any decision. That will always allow me to know that your presence must always go with me. Tell to God, talk to God that, Lord, I want your Holy Spirit. You can only do this through the Holy Spirit. You can't do it alone. You cannot do it yourself. By partaking in Holy Communion, you are calling the Holy Spirit in your, into your life. That he should strengthen you. Let the presence of God always go before you. Seek his face. Talk to God. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us be on our feet. Almighty God, our Lord Jesus Christ, we want to thank you. We want to glorify your holy name for the excellent service that we have had today. We thank you, Almighty God, because you have spoken your word into our life. You have taught us that, yes, we should always seek your presence in whatever we do. That your presence will always go with us. Just as you have promised Moses that you will go with him. 
that you will always go ahead of him, which you did for them to take them to the promised land. You have said in the book of Isaiah, that you will make all crooked ways straight. Father, I don't know the paths that are not straight in, your, in the life of your children. Father, we pray this day that you make every path straight in their life in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, the spirit to practice what we have heard today, you will grant us in the mighty name of Jesus. We want to become like Christ. That is why we are partake in the Holy Communion. Father, we pray that your Holy Spirit shall continue to guide and lead us in the mighty name of Jesus. Let everything that we do be in the presence of the Lord in the mighty name of Jesus. Be with us always. Guide us and protect us. Let your presence always go with us as we go this week in the mighty name of Jesus. Whatever we do, Father, we want to see your presence there in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. Lord, for your son that you have used for us. Father, reload him more in the mighty name of Jesus. Grant him more wisdom so that we can hear more from him in the mighty name of Jesus. Bless his family. Bless his home. Bless the work of his hand in the mighty name of Jesus. And as many that you have used for today's service, be in Friday class, be in Shindra, uh, the, the, here, right here, everyone, including the congregation. Father, as we go into a new week, let your presence go ahead of us in Jesus' name. Even those that are not here, we pray that the blessing of today shall be extended to them in Jesus' name. Thank you, everlasting Father. We bless your holy name. For in Jesus' name, we have prayed. Let us share the grace together in fellowship. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. God bless you.